Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I just want to take you back to a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I shared with you and started preaching to you uh, four words, four words I feel like the Lord uh, impressed on me and gave me at the very beginning, toward the beginning of uh, the new year, this new season of 2022. And the inspiration and the foundation of those four words were, were really grounded in Acts chapter 2, verse 44. I've shared that verse with you. You can write it down. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 44, very short verse. But here, here's the foundation of those four words. It says, all the believers, all the believers were together and had everything in common. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. So, so the question is, uh, what is it that these believers, all these believers, had in common? Well, they had a lot of things in common. But in my prayer time and seeking the Lord, I believe God gave me these four words that would be something that uh, would really propel us forward as a church in this new season of 2022. Those four words that God gave me were believe, build, and to battle and bless. And that's what these believers had in common. They believed together, they, they, they built up together, they battled together, and they blessed the Lord together. That's what they did. And the Sunday before last, I opened up and shared from God's Word how we need to believe together. We need to believe together. Listen, in this new season of 2022, you need to believe God for big things. Amen. You can believe him for big things because with God, all things are possible to him who believes. And we need to believe God, and we need to believe him with confidence. We need to believe him consistently, and we need to believe him for the impossible. Now, last Sunday, I shared from God's word how we're commanded to build together. We are commanded to build together. We know what the word of God tells us. It tells us that Jesus is building the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus is building his church. That's why I'm not worried about anything because he's in charge and he's building the church. But let me tell you this. We have been commanded as God's people that in the church we're to be builders too. We're to be kingdom builders. We're to build one another up. We saw that from the life of Barnabas last Sunday. We're to build one another up with our words and with our works. Let me ask you, how you doing with that? You had one week. Did you pass or did you fail? Are we building people up or are we beating people down with our words and with our words? God has called the church, every one of us in this room, to make sure that we're building up with our words and building up with our works. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, today, I feel like the Lord wants to talk to us from His Word about how we can battle together. How we can battle together. How many of you know that the Christian life is a battle. It's warfare. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Billy Graham that said, 
that uh, the Christian uh, life is not a playground, but it's the battleground. And we all have our battles. So I think God wants to talk to us as we go into this new season. Who knows what we're going to face? Friend, I don't know what I'm going to face in 2022. You have no idea what you're going to face. But you know what? We can go in it together and we can battle together no matter what we go through. And that's what God wants to talk to us about today. So, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, i going to pray that you would just speak to us today. Holy Spirit, anoint this time. Draw us close to you, God. Open our hearts to the word. That, God, it would just change us and transform us. And, God, that we would just be prepared and alert and be ready to battle together despite what we may face in our life. We're believing you, God, that you, God, fight our battles for us and we'll have victory and we'll win in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, some of you may remember this, and uh, some of you may not. In 2003, uh, just hours before the very first airstrike in Baghdad, in what was called Operation Iraqi Freedom. Y'all remember Saddam Hussein? And some of y'all remember that. Some of y'all might have actually been a part of that uh, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Before the very first airstrike took place in Baghdad under that mission, our president of that time was uh, George W. Bush. And our president, before the uh, airstrike took place, he contacted all of the primary war commanders and he asked them this question before they ever engaged in any kind of airstrike or any kind of battle. And the question that he asked all of his commanders was this, do you have what you need to win? Do you have what you need to win? He asked every one of those commanders that are about to go into battle, do you have what you need to to win, And each of those commanders responded and answered by saying, yes, we have what we need to win. And the question is this morning for God's people, do you have what you need to win? Do you have what you need to win in the battles that you're going to face in this life? Do you have what you need? And the answer is, yes, you have what you need to win those battles. Well, what is it that I need? Well, I'm glad you asked. What are our weapons of warfare that we need in the battles that we face in this world? What are, what, let me ask you this. We're doing a class on Sunday nights called the Battle Plan of Prayer. What is your battle plan uh, for the, the battles that you're in when you find yourself under attack by the enemy? What, what is the strategy that you should take in life uh, for you to have victory in the battles that you walk through. Well, I want us just to take the next few minutes and let's go through God's Word and let's see what we need in our battles so we can win. Now, if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to be in some different places, but you can follow along. Ephesians chapter 6. If any of you have, all you Bible scholars know, this is the spiritual warfare chapter. Uh, where Paul is reminding Christians that we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle, and there's warfare going on around us, and he reminds us in uh, Ephesians chapter 6 that we need to put on the armor of God. Y'all read that before, right? We need the armor of God. We need to armor up. And so we see here in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, Paul giving some instructions about being in spiritual warfare and how we need to have the armor of God, and he gives us some things about the warfare that we need 
in our life if we're going to win those battles and walk in victory. Let me read to you what he says here in verse 18 through 20. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert. Be alert. Always keep on praying for all the saints. Listen. Always keep on praying for all the saints. Not just sometimes, but always keep on praying for the saints. That means pray for one another. And pray also for me. He says, listen, you need to be praying for each other. Be on alert because the devil is prowling around. He's seeking whom he can devour. And you need to be praying for one another. Always pray for the saints. And then I love what Paul says. He says, not only pray for him, but don't forget me. Pray for me. Pray for me that whatever, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given so that I will fearlessly Make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. You know, that's a good prayer right there that you can pray for your pastor. That's a good prayer for you to hold on to and pray for your pastor. That he would pray, that he would be able to speak God's word with boldness and make the mystery of the gospel known to those around us. So Paul, what is he saying to us? Paul is saying... That the greatest battles are spiritual battles. We all have our battles. Can I get an amen? And the reason why we have our battles is because we have a real enemy and we know him as Satan. Satan is our uh, enemy. He has declared war on us. He has uh, a strategy. I want you to know, friend, that the devil has a battle plan too. Satan has a battle plan. He is always scheming. And his scheme is, his strategy is, is to deceive you, to defeat you, to devour you, and to destroy you. You understand that, right? There is a target on the back of every Christian in here today, and Satan is aiming at you with his fiery darts, and he wants to, de- he wants to defeat you, destroy you, devour you. He wants to destroy your godly work, your godly walk, and your godly witness. He'll do anything he can to devour you. And Satan is after you. Listen, it's a spiritual battle. It's a battle really for your soul. You understand that, right? He's battling for your soul. There is a battle going on right now in this room for the souls of men and women. And he's battling for your soul, and he's battling for your family, and he's battling for the soul of your family, your children, your grandchildren, your wife, your husband. He's battling for their soul. And the battle is real, and the battle is intense. There's no making no peace with the devil. There's no coming to him with a peace treaty. There's no making a truce with him. Listen, he's going to deceive you and think you just come over to my side and everything's going to be okay. You won't have to walk through what you're walking through anymore. Let me tell you, he is deceiving you and trapping you so he can devour you. It's intense. And you got to be ready. Paul says, be alert, be alert, be alert. Why? Because the spiritual battles are all around us and we are all going to have them. Every one of us are going to have them. Many of you walked in this morning, many of you online, and you're in, you're in the battle of your life this morning. What are, you, what are you battling today? I ask. Some of you may be battling temptations. Some of you may be battling with sin, battling with bitterness, and, and battling with guilt, and battling with anger, and Some of you are battling with trust issues and some of you are battling with fear and 
battling with your own insecurities and, and battling brokenness and battling pain and battling sickness. And some of you are uh, battling addictions and battling depression and battling discouragement. Here's my point, friend. We're always in a battle of some sort. It's not if you're going to have a battle. It's when the battle comes. And all of us find ourselves in these battles. Every one of us have battles. Parents have battles. Can I? Wow. Children have battles. Preachers have battles. All of us, everyone has battles. You can look all through the scriptures and you see God's people fighting their battles. Joshua. Joshua had his battles. David, King David had his battles. Jesus, the Son of God, he had his battles. The early church, they had their battles. So how do we battle together and win when we're in warfare? Here we go. Here's the first thing Paul says we need to do. We need to battle together in prayer. We need to battle together in prayer. Paul said this right here. Your strategy for victory is to stay alert and pray for all the saints. Stay alert. Don't, don't wander off in your mind, but always be praying for the saints. If you're going to overcome and if you're going to win this battle, if you're going to gain a victory, you need to make sure that you're praying for one another because saints have battles. Saints have battles. We find this in Acts chapter 12, verse 5. How many of y'all remember here when Peter was in the battle of his life? He was uh, unjustly arrested and, and was locked away in a prison. And it was actually on death row because they had, just, they had just killed James. And Peter was now locked away in prison. I'm talking about one of our brothers in Christ. He was locked away in prison. He was on death row all because of his faith in Christ. And the Bible says this right here. The Bible says that Peter was in prison. And I love this part here. And the church was earnest in prayer, praying to God for him. They were battling together in prayer for their leader. And that was, their, that was Peter there in that prison. They were battling together in prayer. And I want to remind you today, and I know this is so simple, but we got to get back to the basics. Friend, listen to me, church. Prayer is still the answer when we encounter battles and troubles in our life. There's still power in prayer. When we gather together and battle together in prayer, we can believe God to move because there's power in prayer. When we're going through our battles and going through our troubles, the Bible says in Psalm 50, 15, call upon the Lord in the day of trouble and he will deliver you. Call upon the name of the Lord. That's a, that's a lifting your voice and calling on the Lord to help you. Listen, when troubles come, when attacks come, when battles come, our hope for victory comes when the, when the church calls on the Lord together in prayer. Paul says, pray always for the saints. Pray always for the saints. We need to pray always for the saints. We need to pray for the Southern Wayne saints. Amen. They need some help too. But I'm talking about the saints in here and in the kingdom of God. He says, pray for all the saints. You know why? Because the key to winning our battles is united prayer. 
It's united prayer. We see this right here pictured in Acts chapter 12, verse 5. It's a picture of, of them, the church, battling together in prayer. And they're calling on Almighty God. It's a beautiful picture of united intercessory prayer. A group of people have gathered like we gathered, and we've lifted our hands up to heaven, believing we'll touch heaven, and knowing that that power of prayer will touch that one individual that we're praying for, that they will be delivered. They will have victory. They'll be set free. And we're believing that God will rescue him. And that's a beautiful picture of united intercessory prayer. A group of people calling on the Lord and believing for a breakthrough in somebody's life. Listen to me, friend. Sometimes we have to pray for others who are in battles. Come on. Now, I know, I know when it comes time to pray, you want to be the first to step up and let me share what I got going on in my life. And there's a time for that. But you know that Paul says, listen, if you're going to enter and walk in this walk, Christian walk, it's going to be warfare, and you need to make sure you're praying for one another. And sometimes we have to pray for others in battles. You know why? Because the battles will beat you down. Have you ever been beat down by a battle? All of us, have find our, we find ourselves beat down by battles and, and you become weak and you become wounded and you become weary. And, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes you don't know how to pray, you don't know what to pray, and thank God that somebody recognizes that you've been beat down in the battle and they begin to rally the troops together and they begin to pray. They begin to pray for you. Pray for that brother. Pray for that sister. People tell me all the time, what can I do for you, Pastor Jeff? Please just pray. That's the greatest thing you could ever do for me. I tell you, just keep praying for me. There's power in prayer. How many of y'all are thankful that people have prayed you through some battles? Come on now. Boy, there's been some tears from some grandmas and some moms and dads and friends that have been praying and, and, and you were going through some battles in your life. And, and thank God, thank God that people prayed you through the battle. Reminds me of that song. I know some of y'all have heard it. Uh, someone's praying for you. Someone's, have you anybody ever heard that song? Someone's praying for you. All right, two people. Amen. Hallelujah. If you get a chance, you need to listen to it sometimes. I, I can't remember how it all goes. But I do know it says something like, uh, don't lose hope. Someone's praying for you. Uh, when you've lost all strength, remember someone's praying for you. Uh, something about the sails on a ship when they're battered and torn, remember someone's praying for you. Aren't you thankful someone's praying for you? And it brings us through our battles, and, and that's how we win our battles. We win our battles by joining together in united prayer, calling on Jesus, believing like our brother was singing a while ago, Turner, that all things are possible with Jesus. When we lift our battles with our voices in prayer, we can believe God is going to move. You know why? Because Jesus said these words here. He says, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. When we unite together, when there's, when there's two of you on earth that will agree, the Bible says one will put a 1,000 to flight, but two will put 10,000 to flight. And if we want to win our battles, we must be willing to battle together in the prayer at the throne of grace and believe for the presence of God, believe for the promises of God, and believe for the power of God. If we want to see God move in a powerful way, and if we're going to battle together, we, got, we have to do it at the throne of grace. And I love what Hebrews 4.16 says. Don't miss this now. 
You can go back and read it later. Hebrews 4, 16 says this. Here we go. Talking about battling together. More than one. Jesus says, as two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for to be done. A thousand put, uh, one to put a thousand to flight, two put ten thousand to flight. Listen to this. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us, say us. Let us, with, then with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we, say we, may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You realize it's about a battle together, about all of us coming together in faith and gathering around the throne of grace and believing God to help us in our time of need. And that's what these believers did right here. They battled together in prayer and God moved in a powerful way. The church prayed and God moved. The church prayed and God moved. The church prayed and God moved. Peter was set free out of that prison. The church prayed and God turned his battle into a breakthrough. And I wonder how many people here this morning and you're in the battle of your life and you need God to take and turn that battle into a breakthrough before you have a breakdown. Can I get an amen? It happens through prayer. Battling together in prayer is how we fight our battles. And sometimes I think we can let pride slip in and we're afraid to ask people to pray for us, you know. Maybe we're going to uh, share our, our baggage with them or our, whatever we got going on in our life. We don't really feel comfortable with that. But friend, listen to me. If you got a battle going on in your life, the best thing you can do is rally the warriors and have them to go to warfare with you and share what's going on so God can begin to move. The second thing we need to see here, we battle together in, in prayer, but we also battle together in praise. Here we go again in Acts chapter 16. This is Paul and Silas. Man, these guys stayed in prison a lot. <laughs> Paul and Silas are facing a battle and they're in prison. Now, you can go back later and read Acts chapter 16 on how they ended up in prison, but right now the main focus is how do they respond when they're in prison? How do they respond to the battle they're in? Here we go. We see it right here in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. They were having a church service. And, and suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas or, or they're right there in, a, in one of the darkest times of their life, and notice what happens. They praise their way through the battle. They praise their way through the battle. How many of you know this morning that sometimes you just have to praise your way through the battles? Come on, you just have to praise your way through it. Even when you don't see God working or God moving, you just got to praise. The Bible says it's a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes right there in the middle of your battle, you have to just praise your way through. And Paul and Silas were praising the Lord, and I love what it says, at midnight. At midnight. Now, they'd have had to praise the Lord alone if I'd have been there because I'd have been sleeping real good. Paul and Silas were praising the Lord at midnight, and that tells me that we can praise the Lord in the middle of the night. Listen, right in the, most, right in the darkest situations of your life, when there seems to be no light and no hope and no way forward, this tells me that we can still praise the Lord. Can I tell you this morning before I ever come here, 
that there was a battle raging on in my life, things that have happened. And this morning I was like, Lord, you've asked me to come and deliver this word. And you know the battle right now is trying to, the devil's trying to win over me and defeat me. But I just started this morning in my house saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He's with me. He's helping me. You can praise the Lord even in the battles. You can worship the Lord right in the middle of the warfare. In fact, if you will go into the Bible and look in the Old Testament and the New Testament and look at the battles that people went through, notice something. There's many times that they were praising the Lord before the battle. They were praising the Lord in the middle of the battle. And they were definitely praising the Lord after the battle. And sometimes we think it's easy to praise the Lord after the battle. But you know what? To me, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Because when you come out of that battle, sometimes you're broken. Sometimes you're wounded. Sometimes you're hurt. Sometimes you're all messed up. And you still got your hand saying, God, you're faithful. You're good. You're glorious. I've seen some very precious saints in this church who have been so sick and been in so, such a low place at times in their life. And, and instead of cursing God like Job's wife encouraged him to do, I've seen people just lift their hand even in the middle of the pain and the brokenness and just declare that God is faithful and God is good. Listen to me, friend. We can praise the Lord anytime, and we can praise him at all times. You know why? Because Jesus is greater than anything we will ever face in our life. He's greater than anything you ever face. You can, you can battle together in praise because Jesus is our victorious warrior. There's no one greater than him, not Satan and not the demons of hell. He's greater. That's why the Bible says that we are victorious overcomers because greater is he that is in us than he that is of the world. We battle together in praise because the battle is not ours. The battle is not yours. Let me say that. The battle is not yours. The battle's not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. He's fighting for you. The Bible tells us that. He's fighting for you. He's fighting for you. He's protecting you. He's helping you. He's encouraging you. He's giving victory to you. Listen, I want to just encourage somebody this morning, please. And I'm talking to myself. God's already got a hold of my heart. Instead of worrying about the battle, just worship your way through the battle. Instead of panicking about the battle, just praise the Lord through the battle. That's a good word for somebody today. What a powerful lesson that we can win our battles by praising God. I want you to notice something here. What happens when they started praising God? Paul and Silas, they're praying and they're praising, and it's a very dark time. I mean, hello, they're in prison. And notice what happens. God moved in a powerful way. It says that place started shaking. An earthquake and prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Listen, the Bible read it. It says everyone's chains came loose. Not just a few, but everybody. Doors flew open and chains came off. And it all happened when they started praying and praising the Lord. Because that's the, that's the key to having victory and winning the battles in your life is to make sure that you're praying together. And that you're praising together. Friend, listen. We, we don't just uh, come in here and, and, and the choir come on stage and everybody is up here praising the Lord so anybody can be entertained. It's happening up here because they know there's warfare going on and praise is one of the weapons of warfare. 
And that's why we lift our hands and lift our voices and praise the Lord because that's part of the warfare and winning the battles against the enemy. I'll tell you something very powerful that happened. Talking about the power of battling together in praise. Last Sunday, we battled together around this altar praising the Lord in praise, just giving Him glory and giving Him honor. And in one of our services... This is before I ever even had a chance to preach God's word. We were just battling together in praise. And we had a lady that came to our church the very first time that she's ever been to our church. I saw her when she came in. I saw her when I was up on the uh, platform here and looking out. I could see uh, some brokenness going on. I could see God was working. And, and during that time, while we're battling together in praise, she, she got up and she made her way down here to this altar. And, and my wife and, and Cindy, you all were there with her, and, and y'all were praying with her. And, and I didn't know all that was going on, but I, know, I knew God was working. And, and then uh, as we were battling together in praise, uh, they come to me and tell me that the lady has just uh, come down to the altar and she just surrendered her life to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and she's given her heart to the Lord to save her and to be her Lord. Praise God. Now they shared that with me right before I preached, so that just kind of boom, you know what I mean. I'm ready to go. God is working. God is always working. And here this lady is, and she comes here to this church for the very first time. And then I find this out, battling together in praise. She works for a lady in our church as a waitress. And she came here for the first time, and she walked in here that morning broken. And the weekend before, she didn't even see life was worth living and wanted to die. And came here, and during the battling together in praise, she come up and came down here, and she had an encounter with the Lord. And he saved her eternal life and gave her eternal life, but he also saved her life here now. We give God praise. We give God praise. What happened was, is through that praise time, doors, prison doors came open. The, the lie from the enemy that you're not worth anything and there's guilt in your life, there's condemnation of your life. Think about all the past failures and the mistakes that you've made, lady. There's no use for you even going on anymore. There's no use for you even living anymore. Why don't you just go ahead and end it all? That, that, that prison door that had trapped her and those lies that had trapped her, that morning when we battled together in praise, that door was open. Hallelujah. That door was open and she walked right on out of it, walked right on into the presence of God. And not only that, friend, but it says here when they began to praise the Lord, that chains came loose. And, friend, there was some chains that came off of her life. And like many others, you came out of those chains and God has set you free. And we give God all the glory and honor. Listen, hey, hallelujah. It just tells me that God can turn your battle. He can turn it into a breakthrough. He can turn your battle into a breakthrough, friend. Just keep praising, keep praising, keep praising. I wonder this morning, is anyone here this Sunday morning, you're on campus online, and you're in a battle. You're in a battle. God wants to fight for you, and God wants to turn that battle into a breakthrough for you today. Last thing I want to tell you real quick is the last part of the warfare I believe Paul was sharing here that we can apply to our life, that we can battle together in prayer, we can battle together in praise, and we can battle together in position. 
We can battle together in position. How many of you know today that you gotta, if you're going to go to battle, you've got to have a battle formation? Battle formation is vital. It's vital. You see soldiers, when they go to battle, they're lined up a certain way. The battle formation is vital. Here's what Paul said. He's talking about position. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 14, I'm just going to read a few things here. Talking about position. We battle together in position. Finally, he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, the Bible says stand and stand firm. So what is our battle formation? Paul says your battle formation is that you're to stand firm and stand firm in Christ. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Listen, friend, I want you to hear me. Stand firm no matter what happens in your life because in the end we win. Stand firm. Don't give up. Don't quit. You stand firm because the Lord is on your side. Stand firm because we win because we belong to God. And he's greater than anything we're ever going to face. I say it again and I'll declare it always. Listen, no matter the battle, remember this. We win. We win. We win. Stand firm in Jesus Christ. Stand firm. The Bible says this right here, thanks be to God for the victory he gives us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Position is powerful. Battle together in position means that we stand firm focusing on Jesus Christ and not our battles. Let me say that again. Standing firm and holding our position means that we're focusing on Jesus Christ and not our battles. I'm telling you, friend, we got to be on guard against that because I get around Christians a lot and we like to talk about our battles more than we do Jesus. Come on. We glorify the battle. We need to stop glorifying the battle and we need to talk more about who we belong to and what he can do for us. Stand firm. Battle together with your mind focused on Jesus Christ. Battling together means that we stand firm focusing on Jesus and not the enemy. Sometimes we're giving the devil more credit than we give the Lord credit. Oh, it's quiet in here now. Battling together in position means we stand firm in Christ and not ourselves. Listen, we stand firm in Christ and not ourselves. We cannot fight our battles in our own strength. We need God's strength. Let me know how it works out for you if you try to fight them in your own strength. We need the strength of God. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Jesus gives us the strength to stand firm and hold our position. Listen to me, friend. You're, you're not going to be in the, in the world that we're living in right now. As, as things grow dim and darker in the world, we got to hold our position. We have to stand firm. And we need to do it together. We need to do it together. We need to link up and we need to do it together. And don't think you're going to be able to do it in your own strength. We're going to need the strength of God. We need to stand in Christ. The Bible says stand firm and hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand firm in Christ. Stand firm in Christ. Pastor Kevin, if you want to come on, brother. Stand firm in Christ in your personal battles. 
Stand firm in Christ for your family. Stand firm in Christ for your marriage. I, I know it's easy to run down to the lawyer's office and go ahead and get a divorce, but no, stand firm in Christ for your marriage. Husband, you're the leader of your family, the spiritual leader. Be the spiritual leader of your family, husband. Hello, men, hello. Love your family. Lead them to Jesus. Stand firm in your family. Stand firm in Christ for your marriage. Stand firm in Christ for your children. Listen to me. It's vital. Look around. There is an enemy trying to devour our children. You look at what's going on. We have to stand firm and we have to battle together for our children. Trying to confuse these kids about gender identity and all this junk. Lord, help me to stay gracious. But tell the truth. Friend, the world's not going to stand for your children. Stand firm for your children in Christ. Stand firm in Christ for the church. Realize that we need each other. It's vital that we be here. We we need to link up with one another and stand firm together. Stand firm in Christ for the church. Be light wherever you go. Stand firm in Christ for God's word. Friend, if there's ever been a day that this word is being attacked and even churches just walking away from the truth of God, God, let my the first PH church always stand firm in the truth of your word. God, help us. Help us, Lord, to stand firm in Christ for God's word. Stand firm in Christ for our community. Stand firm in Christ for our nation. Help us to stand firm and hold our position. And what is our position to be as we hold it? It's to be a position of faith and hope and love. Stand firm. And watch God turn your battles into a breakthrough. Stand firm and watch God turn your battles into a blessing. There's a lot of wisdom in this room here. But one thing God has laid on my heart over the last several years is I believe that sometimes the biggest blessings and the biggest breakthroughs come from some of the biggest battles in your life. And we don't like it when we go through the fights and we don't like it when we have to battle spiritually. But there's just something about it that when you come out on the other side, you've just experienced a big breakthrough or a big blessing. And the only way you'd have done it It's about having to walk through that battle in your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I wonder how many people are in a battle right now. I wonder what your battle may be right now. Because we all have them. But I've shared with you from God's Word today that if we will battle together in prayer and battle together in praise and battle together by holding our position that we can see God fight our battles for us and we'll see him take those battles and turn them into a blessing and breakthrough in our life. Would you bow your heads, please? Nobody looking around.
I'm, I'm just going to take a few minutes here and give, a, give an appeal to an altar call response. Here's what I want to ask you this morning. What is your battle right now? What is your battle right now? Is it a battle for the soul of your family, for your soul? A battle for your children? Is it a battle with sickness, battle with depression, whatever it may be, battle with doubt? You'd be honest enough right now and just say, Pastor, I'm in a battle today, and I want to lift my hand and just say, here I am, and I'm honest enough to tell you. Would you lift your hand and say, that's me? I'm in a battle. I'm in a battle. God sees your hand. Come on, others, others, you can put your hand down. God, God sees that hand. God sees your hand, sir. God sees that hand. Just wait right there. Some of you may have walked in this morning, and your battle may be with sin. Let me tell you, friend, you're going to be defeated without Jesus Christ. And hell is the future of those who reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you gain a victory in Christ for repenting of your sins and placing your trust in Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You gain heaven. My invitation to you right now, if there's anybody that's walked in and you're not sure that you're saved and on your way to heaven, and you want to make sure by praying a prayer that I can lead you in, would you be honest enough, nobody looking around and say, Pastor, that's me. I want to be sure, and I'm lifting my hand now that you would pray for me. I want to go to heaven. Come on, anybody? All right. I want you to stand to your feet, please. I saw several hands go up of those that are in battles this morning. And here's what we're going to do just for the next few minutes. We've got plenty of time. If you're here this morning, Pastor Kevin's about to sing us a song. And as he's singing and you're in a battle and you want prayer this morning, come on, don't check out. Now, this is where it comes right here. A time of prayer, a time of praise, a time of positioning ourselves to stand firm. Just for the next few minutes. This could be the morning. This could be the time right now that the battle's turned into a breakthrough. I want you to step out and I want you to come to the altar and let us just pray and praise and position ourselves and believe God for a miracle right now. If you're here in the battle, I want you to step out. There's one coming there. There's another. Thank you.